I was packing my office and the phone rang and it was my friend Cricket who I went to college with. And she said, I hate to ask you, but my, my dad's a banker and he's retiring and he, he wants to write movie scripts and I, you're the only guy who's sort of making movies. So I, I told him about you and he wants to talk to you. And I said, okay, sure. So he called, he, I, I, I talked to him and he goes, I wrote this script and uh, it's like a girl comedy road movie. And I'm wondering if you could take a, take a, a, a read. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take a read. And he goes, actually, before I send it to you, why don't you send me a sample of your stuff so I just know, you know, what your, how, what your style is. And I'm like, oh, you're auditioning me to read your script. Okay, <laughs> got it. So I send him Super Troopers, and I'm like, I hope he doesn't like it, because I don't want to read his damn script, right? <laughs> and he calls me a week later, and he's, and he's like, this thing's pretty funny. And I said, oh, yeah, thanks. He goes, what's going on with it? And I'm like, well, we're, you know, nothing. Nothing's going on with it. We can't get any money to make it. He goes can you make it for a million dollars? And I said, yeah. And he said, all right, I'll give you a million dollars. And <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And uh, three weeks later, we were casting the movie. And, you know, the movie sold for about three and a quarter million at Sundance. Uh, and the, pro I mean, he's made nine times his investment on that movie. And he was, you know, nobody in show business thought it was a good bet. And this guy's like, okay. And then, you know, there he goes. <laughs> You wanna see, yeah, you wanna see Like when the xenomorph took out Harry Dean You wanna see, yeah, you wanna see Like when Bobby D says, you're talking to me Seen it all with Jeff and John Hey everybody, welcome to Seen It All with Jeff and John The podcast where we break down our favorite scenes from our favorite movies I'm Jeff Glover And I'm John Zabriskie And in this episode... We don't want a large farva. We want a goddamn liter of cola. Well, you just order a large farva. I don't want a large farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. I don't know what that is. Liter is French. Forgive me some fucking cola before I break Moose fucking liver. All right, all right, relax. <laughs> uh, liter cola? Do we have no. liter cola? I don't know what that is. <laughs> liter is French. Forgive me some fucking cola. <laughs> Oh, man, this is uh, your choice here, Jeff, and a, a really pleasant surprise of a choice, uh, breaking kind of our first few genre films of action and some sci-fi. I guess that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I was in the mood to do a comedy. I feel like uh, one, of the, one of the fun things about doing this format is that we can kind of jump around and do whatever the hell we're, we feel like that Indeed. week. And uh, this is one that kind of popped into my brain that I thought would be fun to talk about. By the way, I never actually said we are talking about the 2002 uh, stoner comedy cult classic Super Troopers for anyone that did not read the title of this uh, podcast episode. Discriminating audiences at the Sundance Film Festival have discovered one of the most shocking, unflinching, eye-opening films about cops ever made. like the two dumbest guys in the world to you. Super Troopers. In this town, you don't mess with the law. You know how fast you're going? 65. 63. The law messes with you. Isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah, it is. I'm freaking out, man. Can I please see your license and register name? 
perhaps some spanking and cuffing is in order. Ain't it cool news says funny, funny, funny stuff all over this movie. Oh. Give me a double bacon cheeseburger. Double bacon cheeseburger, it's for a cop. What the hell's that all about? You gonna spin it now? No, I was just telling him that so he makes it good. Don't spit in that cop's burger. <laughs> Made me laugh out loud. Long and hard. Another highway cup? What are you guys multiplying? <laughs> They're not just fighting crime. They look like spit to you. Yeah. Damn it, you burger. They're fighting boredom. They're coming back, man. Super Troopers. Cop does what before using his equipment in the field? They test it? They test it, exactly. <laughs> Damn, that's good! But, um, yeah, this is uh, near and dear to my heart. It is um, a hilarious, goofy, silly, low-budget comedy um, with a lot of really fun things to discuss. So um, yeah. I, I hope you are uh, into this one. It, it's a break from our action and sci-fi roots, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it is <laughs> quite different from Force Awakens, Rumble in the Bronx, <laughs> uh, going backwards, Big Trouble in Little China and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It felt really good to, to laugh. Um, I'm going to have to seek out some more comedies just to have that whatever rush that is. Dopamine, endorphin, yeah, uh, nicotine. One of those, <laughs> one of those rushes that happens when you're laughing and having a good time. It, it was really, it was really nice to watch that. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised, just like how much I was laughing at the movie, something I've seen many times over. But it had been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It had um, uh, been a while for me too. And this is a movie yeah, I've seen countless number of times, but. Um, the last time I watched it from beginning to end, God knows how long. So I guess that begs the question, What what is your personal history with this film? Do you remember the first time seeing it? Did oh, you see I was going to ask theater? you that question. Oh, oh. <laughs> got me. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I, I, not one I remember seeing in theaters at all or hearing about in theaters. Uh, this is much more uh, a college age movie for me, though. Um, yeah. I, even though you and I are the same age, I went to... Uh, finish up my college schooling a few years after you did. Uh, so by the time this was pretty popular on video and DVD, uh, I was right about the time I'm going to college in 2004, 2005. Um, I made a little list of like some of the other comedies I'm watching at the time. Um, mm. I texted my friend, Mark, 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 um, uh, asking him, was this one of the movies we watched when we lived together in mm-hmm. Bellingham going to Western Washington? He said, indeed it was, uh, uh, of course, along with dodgeball. And he also mentions <laughs> another one. You can dodge a wrench. Mentioned? You can dodge a ball. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Dodgeball is like, uh, one of my, I don't know, all, all time viewing, mm. uh, however you say it, sorry, all, all most viewed comedies or movies I would I would say dodgeball. Definitely. It really Definitely depends quotable. on like what movies you had copies of in your house at that time. Yes. Didn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We also, you know, he also says Zoolander <laughs> and I instantly had to text back, but, but why male models? But why male models? You serious? I just, 
I just told you that a moment ago. Right. <laughs> just like you're kidding. Like I literally just spent the last few minutes explaining. <laughs> the files are in the computer. That's another one that pops up. We had a we had a copy of when I was a junior in college. We had a copy of Dirty Work starring Norm Macdonald oh. in our house on VHS. Sure. Not a good movie. <laughs> but I have seen that movie so many times. You know, when you when you watch a movie enough over and over again, even the lines that aren't funny become funny to oh, you sure. and your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just start repeating them. And um, this movie, Super Troopers, has that quality, except it is actually funny. So right. um, it's, it's a double down in that sense. For me, this is one that I, I don't – I'm like you. I don't recall seeing this in the theater. Right. And and I and when I did some research on its box office box office success, it makes sense because it was a success. It made money, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a huge box office movie. Like not a lot of people went to see this in the theater. So mm-hmm. this was released in February of two thousand two. Um it actually premiered a year prior at Sundance in two thousand one, and that's when it got picked up by Miramax. But um so I'm thinking that I must have just seen this on DVD as a rental. You know, which I yeah. think is is what the life of this movie really is. I think it really gained steam throughout the mid two thousands when DVDs became really popular and people were buying DVDs. And I read that this became one of the most purchased DVDs Whoa. by Miramax, and like it really hit its financial stride in the two thousands with DVD sales and rentals. Um, and that's how they kind of persuaded. Uh, Miramax and other studios to let them make more movies was on the rental success of Super Troopers. So I'm thinking that's how I originally saw it. But I do know that at at a certain point, there was a copy of it in my apartment. <laughs> you know, was, this was like late college for me or right after I graduated from college. And uh, it was it's just one of those movies that would just sit in the DVD player, you know, Mm-hmm. And would just get turned on or just be on. Or if it was late at night uh, or if you had friends over, it was like a great background movie you just put on. Right. Um, and that's how I remember it. And so many, there are so many lines and silly little exchanges from the characters in this movie that I still to this day quote and use in conversation with my friends. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a very, very quotable movie um the plot doesn't make any sense (laughs) no it's it's a it's a cheap kind of sloppy movie in a lot of ways but um i i i love i just love the sensibility of it and i love how it feels like it's a bunch of friends getting together and getting away with something you know yeah there's there's definitely a lot going for it on the creative side like you're saying it's kind of lower budget um but a couple things like you mentioned it going really well you know in the home market which makes sense because i mean the poster literally says altered state police (laughs) i I think i think this is meant to be a movie enjoyed with you know your tall glass of water as the we hate movies guys say (laughs) or some other altered state you know maybe you're hanging out with the college guys in the beginning right um you can't really do that in the theater so well and imbibe in those things that that really make it an enjoyable uh, high comedy as I, I've heard it called. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, I think High Times Magazine gave them award for this movie. Whoa. Um, it became such a, a, like a quote, stoner cult classic, you know? Sure. Yeah. 
Um, and we'll get into it. I mean, the opening scene is mm-hmm. all about drugs and yeah. anyone who has any experience with drug use can relate on some level to this opening scene, <laughs> the, the paranoia, the, the, the type of people that you're hanging out with. Right. Um, and that, that fear of being caught, whether in this case it's with cops, but it could be, you know, any number of people, your parents, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so um, it it just I, I think that for a certain age, this movie hits you in just the right spot, right? If you are a, a young person in your early to mid twenties, um, in the early two thousands, this movie is for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. yeah. You could put that up there with like I was saying, like maybe a little bit of dodgeball, but something like yeah. dude, where's my car with the dude sweet. Right. <laughs> Definitely filling that uh <laughs> Sweet. Dude, what does mine say? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> what about mine? Dude, what does mine say? Sweet. That bong size hole. <laughs> um, yeah, you could throw maybe Step Brothers in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even Office Space was just that total Absolutely. apathetic look. It's like, yeah, if I, if I were to put this in an office, it would be office space yeah uh, even though it's not as like buddy buddy as this movie and I, I think that's one of the appeals for me um is just that kind of fraternal feel it has like they're looking out for each other um they're goofing around having a good time but they are like always having each other's backs except for far that guy that guy sucks <laughs> but but that's perfect though because every Every group of friends in college had a Farva, had, a farva, had some <laughs> fucking asshole that still was just be around. <laughs> you, know, you can never get rid of them. You can never no. get rid of them. Um, you're you're absolutely right. Like this, what made this so funny is it felt like you and your friends. It felt like a movie that you and your friends might make together. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah, with like the shoestring budget, I, I just really appreciate. Uh, how the five guys of Broken Lizard really put this together and just how creative they were uh, with the situations, with the dialogue, with the characterizations, with using like the bigger actors like Brian Cox. Yeah, that's amazing uh, they got him for this movie. Linda Carter, I guess. (laughs) 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 Who is just great in like her role as, is she the, the governor? Yeah, I think she's yeah, the governor, right? Governor or mayor. Like, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and she shows up in the movie like acting like you would think a governor might for like a little small town thing. And as like an actor might, like a bigger name actor coming into like a smaller production, like, what is this? Like, let's get out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, she, she has to go somewhere else. Can like, I do oh. my five minute speech and then exit out the back door? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Laugh at some lame jokes. <laughs> So speaking of, you brought this up. So Broken Lizard is the kind of the the name that these guys have given themselves. Um, they're they're kind of their own production company. And uh, I was just a little curious on sort of the history of Broken Lizard. So if you indulge me for a minute, I'll I'll share what I learned. Please. Yeah. So Broken Lizard began as a, a sketch comedy group, and they all went to Colgate University. And so it's the five core members are are Jay uh, Chandra Sekar, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Lemmy, Paul Soder, and Eric Stolhansky. 
I hope I pronounced everyone's name right there. Mm. Uh, but these are the, fame, my, the the five main guys that you'll see on the poster for Super Troopers. It's, you would recognize all five of them. And mm. apparently this was a sketch comedy group. They had other members come in and out, but these five guys were always sort of the creative engine of the group, um, always kind of the core. And they would do live comedy shows on the campus, and they eventually moved to New York City where they performed there for a couple of years. Um, and after a while, they realized they wanted to try to shift their focus to film projects. So they did a couple small films, student films, like little comedy films. They entered into film festivals, got decent response. And then in 1996, they put out a movie called Puddle Cruiser. Have you heard of this? I have not. I just saw it briefly, briefly in like some behind the scenes video I was watching on them. Yeah. So I went through a little broken lizard like phase where I would like watch anything that those guys made, especially after seeing super troopers. And I had still never heard of this. So, and I tried to find it and you really can't find it anywhere. There was a DVD that was put out like after super troopers trying to capitalize on that success. Right. Um, It's, you can find it on YouTube broken up into some different parts. I couldn't find the whole thing on YouTube though. It is borderline unwatchable. Like it's not good. <laughs> it's a very cheap like comedy, but you can just the few scenes that I watched of it, you can you can sense the pieces there, right? You can right. you can kind of see what they were going for and uh that they were kind of on to something. Anyway, so this movie Puddle Cruiser makes some film festivals, almost gets picked up for distribution, but in the end does not. Um, in fact, it got into Sundance, but didn't get picked up. But uh, I guess uh, Miramax saw it at Sundance and kind of put these guys on their radar. And Miramax said to them, bring us your next script and we'll hmm. take a look at that one. And so it took them five years after that to raise the money to make Super Troopers. Um and, uh, but this was, they describe super troopers as like their, they, their last chance to get into the film world where they had to lay it all out on the table. They had to pack it with as many jokes and ideas and gags as possible. And so this was like their last ditch effort. It was like either this movie works or it's not going to, or we're going to move on to other things. Right. And so they, for five years, they scraped together money, put the script together. They, got a little help from Miramax that was sort of backing it, but it really came down to them putting the movie together. They got into Sundance with it. And uh, I guess Harvey Weinstein saw the first 15 minutes of the film. And I know, right. (laughs) And, uh, and right then after the first 15 minutes, the crowd, it was like a midnight showing, I guess. And everyone was like drunk and high already. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, imagine seeing this movie, the first 15 oh, minutes of this movie uh, with a big, you know, a midnight drunk crowd. Oh, yeah. But I guess uh, that was the case. The crowd was going wild. Harvey Weinstein agrees to buy the movie right then. And the rest is history. So uh, those guys just stuck together and they made a handful of movies throughout the early 2000s. Um, but Super Troopers is by far been their biggest hit, their most lasting, I think, comedy they've made so so you mentioned seeking out the other things they had worked on have you seen all of their other works i've seen one other thing that's beer fest and it just kind of made me want to watch super troopers again <laughs> so i i uh, unapologetically love beer fest i think that okay. was, yeah, i really like that one um i have seen a lot of them i've seen um so after super troopers in 2004 they make club dread 
which mm-hmm. is kind of a spoof on uh, the 80s slasher movie, which I think is is actually pretty funny. Bill Paxton is in it. Some oh. other some other good actors are in it. And uh, it it was not as successful as Super Troopers, probably not as funny, but it has some pretty good parts to it. I, I think it's worth checking out if you like Broken Lizard. Okay. Um, the J. Chandra Sekar directed the Dukes of Hazard in 2005. Okay. And I guess there were cameos by a lot of the Broken Lizard guys in that movie, but it's not really a Broken Lizard movie. I've never seen Dukes of Hazard actually. And then of course, Beer Fest in 2006, which, which I like, I like that movie. And then they made the Slam and Salmon in 2009. Uh, which I watched the first 15 minutes of at some point, uh, <laughs> never finished it. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, and after that, they really haven't done anything. They did some stand up work in the like 2000, uh, 2010s. Um, they produced a movie called Freeloaders, which I watched the trailer for and it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, in 2018, they made Super Troopers 2. Right, the sequel. I didn't see sequel. that one. You haven't seen that? Yeah, I, no. I think that one's worth watching as well. It's very much the same tone. It looks a little funny because all the guys are like 20 years older. Right. <laughs> you know? But uh, I, if you like Super Troopers, absolutely go watch Super Troopers 2. It's, it's not as good, but still funny. There's still some great stuff in it. And that's really the last thing they've done. I think that overall, those guys have moved on to to greener pastures and done other things. I know Jay Chandra Sekar is kind of a director now, and that's really all he does. Right. So, yeah. And and I know Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan, Farva yeah. and Mac. 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 All right, we got a Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, they are both. Uh, producing and starring in Tacoma FD Fire Department. I haven't. Yes. I, I watched a couple of clips, and it was it was definitely reminiscent of Super Troopers with how one just like the kind of pranky nature of it, but two like how much the people all there are kind of in on it. There's not a whole lot of like straight manning, if that makes sense. Like yeah, just, they're all kind of in on the joke. It looked a lot like Reno Nine One One to me. I don't know if that's the case, but okay, yeah, I'd say a little bit. We, Sarah and I watched a lot of Reno Nine One One. Yeah. Back in the day, and there's they're definitely going for that kind of cops vibe, whereas Tacoma FD is more like, okay, we're at the fire station a lot. Okay, we're gonna go uh, take on something, but there's a lot of like fire station shenanigans because yeah. I think I and I think that's uh, reflective of you know how how a fire department is run. It's like there's a lot of downtime, paperwork. There's downtime. Yeah. There's doing things that are not fighting fires. It's so funny they said it in Tacoma, so close to home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's random. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know the, the broken lizard discography or movie, movieology, whatever you call it. Filmography. Filmography. Filmography is, is very inconsistent. Yeah. And I'll, I will be the first to admit that as much as I love this movie and I would, I would put super troopers up there as their best movie. I think beer fest is a close second. I really like beer fest. I saw beer fest one time at a 21 and over outdoor movie screening at Mm -hmm. a brewery that was an absolute blast because everyone was drinking beer and kind of drunk and yeah is that red hook it was yeah Yeah. so it was a really good environment to see that movie um so i have a lot of love for that one and then uh after that i'd say club dread is worth watching 
Beyond that, uh, I mean, watch Super Troopers 2 if you like okay. Super Troopers. But beyond that, I would say yeah, avoid the rest. But um, they had a, a moment there for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, a couple side recommends out of that. That was nice. Right. Right. Very nice. nice. Well, um, nice. let's see. Should we get into the uh, to the scene? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Let's talk uh, the titular scene here. Um, you said this. Pit. Hey, hey, that guy. Uh, we're going lowbrow this episode. <laughs> yeah, we're, we have to go lowbrow. When they go high, you go low. When they go highway, <laughs> you go lowbrow. Oh, there's your tagline. There it is. Uh, but yeah, you texted me saying this scene that you chose goes from about the 30 second mark to 655. Uh, a scene that begins with a Terminator l- style look at the highway. Yeah. Or David Lynchian or yeah. Lin- a Lynchian look at the highway also. Um, and it ends with the two troopers driving their cruiser, following a speeding car with the three college stoners in the back. Mother of God. Mother of God. Mother of God. <laughs> Mother of God. <laughs> also a line I say all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. So we'll talk about the first part of the scene. Let's do from about 30 seconds into the movie up until about two minutes and 30 seconds into this movie. So this is really the first opening scene of the film. Yes. Um, we've got three college kids. For the purposes of our conversation, we're going to call the driver of the car guy number one. The passenger of the car is going to be guy number two. And then the guy in the back seat is going to be guy number three. Perfect. These three college guys are driving to Vermont, presumably toward the Canadian border. The three guys are discussing beach ownership when a police cruiser pulls up next to them. Guy number one and guy number two convince guy number three to eat three bags of contraband, a.k.a. drugs. And guy number three eats the first two bags before guy number two throws the third bag out of the car. The police cruiser then instantly breaks, pulls up behind the guy's car, and then turns on its lights and sirens. As the guy's car slows down, the police cruiser speeds past them on the highway as they breathe a sigh of relief. Uh, and we end our first part. Yeah, I was typing some of this at school, so I was like, uh, I'll say contraband. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weed and mushrooms, yes. Weed and mushrooms, yes. Yeah. Uh, so at the beginning of the scene, they're having <laughs> what I deem is such a stoner conversation. Sure. <laughs> like, if you own a house on the beach, man, do you own the beach? <laughs> I, I can tell you I can tell you the uh, some of the law about that oh yeah, I've, what do you I've, got I've, yeah I've recently not not even related to this but um, reading up on the old Guamus Island here in Washington State because uh, we have family who live on Guamus Island um, you all the time read posts about people walking on the beach and being yelled at by people who yeah. own the property on the beach and I think it really is either a county by county kind of rule uh, for beach property, or maybe it's state by state. Uh, but at least on Guaymas Island, I think it's you own the beach all the way, all the way to the low tide line, which mm. literally means like any beach that you have in front of your house belongs to you, and you can put up markers and you can tell people no uh, loitering, no no skateboarding, no rollerblading. But, but you yeah, don't you, own the water, man. You don't own the water, man. And then he says, it's God's water. God, it's God's water. <laughs> <laughs> Sue 
me, sue me. Sue me, sue me. <laughs> Dude, and that is the most, that's the most stoner response too, is he's like, she can sue me. Exactly. What? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. She could sue me. <laughs> sue, no. me sue me, sue me. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's it's such a thing. Like if someone is super uh, high and says that to you, you just kind of laugh along with them, right? You know, just to appease them. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do have to give the kind of the the heads up. I I don't have. The experience these guys have, or maybe you have, I, I, I come from kind of like mostly just a drinking background. So I, I have that going for me in terms of these kind of movies, but don't, I, I've, and I've had friends who of the green persuasion, but it just, just <laughs> never, just never really, just never really took a puff. Uh, so some of it might be like, kind of like speaking to that, I don't know, that population who knows that, you know, Oh, here's what it's like when you smoke and when you have friends who smoke and these situations. Yeah. Uh, but all the same, like the movie's so well done. Like I don't have to have those experiences for it to be funny. No, you don't. I mean, you've even just being around people that are inebriated or, uh, you know, uh, using the pot, um, <laughs> you, you kind of understand like the mentality these people are in, you know, I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm a, I'm a public school teacher, so I'm going to be careful about, um, <laughs> talking about my own experiences. So we'll just say that um, I've had friends uh, (laughs) and these friends have had lots of experience with cannabis uh, back in my college days. And so when I talk about what these guys are going through, I'll just rely on the experience that my friends had. And we'll, we'll talk about it in that respect. Sure. And on that line of friends, uh, one of the notes I have is that this opening scene is inspired by some, I'm going to go ahead and put in quotes, friends of Broken Lizard uh, who are crossing the border into Canada and had to hide some stuff. And then one of the guys had to eat <laughs> 10 dudes worth of the mushrooms. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Then the border patrol end up finding some weed and they're busted and banned from Canada. Anyway, um, I think, I think, the extra liner note on that was the guy was like just you know out of his mind for three days <laughs> yeah you you would be i the amount of of drugs that that guy number three eats in the back seat is unfathomable in reality like it you would i i don't even know what sort of headspace that he would enter i mean <laughs> You know, uh, weed and mushrooms are not, you're not going to overdose on them, but you will, uh, eating that much will send you into a dark, dark space for many, many hours. And uh, every time I watch him shove those bags into his mouth, it makes me gag. It just makes me gag. Like the consistency of like marijuana like that, like trying to eat it. it it's like trying to eat like dirt and uh, I don't even know how to describe it, you know, like dirt and weeds and, and, you know, just organic material that's not meant to just be eaten raw. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, oh, it always just makes my stomach turn when I see him shove the bag into his mouth and he's <laughs> trying to put all of it in there and he starts shoving in the mushrooms after the weed. And it's like, oh, yeah. No, dude, no. And they're, they're showing it to you, too. Jay, uh, the director, is really showing you everything. It's, it's, it's nice. Like, it's maybe one of the easier things to do on a lower budget is like just really show like the griminess of things because you're not having to touch it up too much. Yeah. Yeah. 
it is quite realistic. Um, that's another thing too, is they made the drugs look pretty real. I have to say. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, based on your friends is what based on my friends experience, the the drugs look very real. That's what my friends tell me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, after he eats all the drugs and then the guy tries to get him to eat a third bag and, and then throws it out the window. Uh, he, uh, the, the cop is pulling up behind them and they start to freak out. And one of my favorite, there's so many great things about this whole scene, but one of my favorite things is they do is they immediately, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. And one guy just has an idea and then they all jump on it, which is roll the windows down. <laughs> windows down, windows down. <laughs> and it's such like a, a, it's, if you've ever been, you know, my friends would tell me if you've ever right. been high around a group of people and someone has an idea, it's very easy to just latch onto that idea. And like that, mm-hmm. that group think is perfectly on display here when they do that. That one little line is so perfect. <laughs> windows and the down, smell will leave down. the car right away because of that, right? Right. Yeah. Windows down. Uh, the You know, the logic is the wind's going to blow all the smell out of the car and they're going right. to get away scot-free. Not a problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, li- I like the little set design here on the dash of the car. You can see maybe some visine, some eye drops. <laughs> Right. I love that little detail. It's like it's kind of like the movies by minute thing we did with Predator, right? Um, yeah, is is just looking at a scene over and over again. You just notice things. So I see that. I see a lighter. Um, there's a lot of just kind of garbage in the car. There's a Pepsi can, <laughs> like in the you know back windshield corner. So this car they're driving. I see in your notes here that this was a Ford Galaxy. Is that correct? Yeah, Ford Galaxy meant to be kind of a '70s model car because. One of the many ideas uh, as they were pitching their idea before they started filming and while they're writing, I guess, or after they had written it. Uh, but one of the ideas that one of the studios wanted to push was make this a 70s movie, right? which would have been pretty cool, too. And the Ford Galaxy and the mustaches that <laughs> three out of the five Super Troopers have is a, is a callback to the 70s. Got it. I love how they're always or there's that one scene where they're like grow out your mustache already. <laughs> Foster's like, I've been working two weeks on them. Yeah, so mm, like, <laughs> like brushes his lip. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now they have some spectacular, spectacular mustaches in, in this movie. I also read that Farva's mustache is a fake. It's a stunt mustache. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. A good one. I didn't know that. I no, it's, it's, it it's a solid one. Hmm. No, I love I. Uh, yeah, and just kind of like real full cro- frontal nudity from him, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what a what a treat. There, there's your low budget too. It's like, hey, what else can you show? What a treat. How, how about some dong <laughs> with powdered sugar all over? <laughs> it. It's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, gosh, what else? Okay, maybe we can talk of some Vermont stuff in, in the next part. But. Yeah, let's let's go on to the next section because I think the next section is. Uh, we get there's a lot of good things to cover here. So, all right. So, part two of this scene, we're going to go from about minute two thirty one up to minute five ten. So, our troopers have burned by them. The three guys are laughing. They high five. They talk about the guy number three owing guy number two money now that he ate all the drugs. <laughs> it's not really cool, man. <laughs> We cut to the police cruiser in the rearview mirror, now immediately, instantly, if you will, parked behind the guy's cars with the lights flashing. Our three college guys can't believe it. 
We see Trooper Ramathorn exit the cruiser, approach the guy's car, along with his partner Rabbit. Ramathorn asks for guy number one's license and registration, then asks how fast they were going. The guy, we'll talk about this. So the guys, the guys answer, and the trooper asks where they are going. The trooper confess or confuses the guys a bit about their wording. The Yasher versus Yester bit. And Which then one was con- it? Then, uh, said, yeah, sure, <laughs> sir. And then uh, confuses them some more when he and the other trooper talk about smelling Basically their fear. Guy number one and guy number two reach for the registration to give to the trooper. And when they look up, the troopers are gone. Having returned to their cruiser, the troopers now slowly drive by the car again, <laughs> heading off you know into the highway. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I do, you guys, uh, listeners out there may have noticed that I didn't really get into any of the dialogue in the description because yeah. the dialogue is really what we want to kind of break down, I think, in these scenes. Yeah, it's yeah. What's the funniest? Is, yeah, yeah they, 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 they do, like you were saying, I, they put so much into this movie dialogue-wise, joke-wise, yeah. that, yeah, the dialogue really, really Almost snaps, in. especially in this opening scene where you have... I don't know. I, I think it almost plays a little bit like your classic 70s, 80s chase mm. suspense thriller movies where you have like the people in the car and you're like almost always in their face of the of your like hero, your protagonist. And you always have like whoever's pursuing them as this faceless other. And we haven't seen their faces yet until they start. Yeah, until Ramathorn right. exits the vehicle, and that's the first time you see. Okay, there's a, a person there. It's not just some kind of faceless cop. Like, where's it? Where's this going? Are we going to be in the? Uh, you know, the Chasey's point of view are going to be like in the trooper's point of view because the trailer probably sells it as the trooper's point of view. Right. I, I think it, I think it's a cool way to open it. It switches, it switches perspective um, after this. It's true. Like we are experiencing like almost the entire time throughout the scene, the camera is inside the car mm-hmm. with the three college kids, right? Like we yeah. get a few exterior shots here and there, but mostly we are, we, the audience are sitting inside the car with these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think that is a really great way to shift the perspective to somebody else that's experiencing the shenanigans of these guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans? Shenanigans? Hey, oh. What's that place you like with the, the mozzarella sticks and all the goofy shit on the walls? <laughs> shenanigans? <Maybe> shenanigans? <laughs> oh. I used to have a t-shirt that said shenanigans on it. And it was like, and underneath it said goofy shit and mozzarella sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But anyhow, yeah. So we are inside the car with these three characters. We are presumably getting high with them so we can experience this nonsense. Um, The first thing is guy number two is one of these asshole drug college kids that, uh, wants you to give uh, give him money uh, after he's eaten the bag to save his ass. Right. So that That's not cool, man. <laughs> it's not really cool, man. It's not really cool, man. It's not really cool, man. Yeah. There's a Exactly. There's a type. That, that guy, there's a type of guy like that who's just, yeah, who's reminding you like, oh, like you owe me that favor. Like, oh, it's the, was... it's the cheap roommate, right? Yeah. It's the roommate we've all had that's like super cheap. Uh, wants to split everything, wants to, I don't know. I had a roommate one time that wanted to divide up the phone bill by, uh, and take the tax and like divide up the tax by a percentage of how many calls we had made on the landline. It was ridiculous. Landline. I remember sharing a landline in college. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
You had to pay extra for the long distance calls or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, so that th- these guys exist, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see, uh, you see, landlines were these things, right? They just for the younger <laughs> listeners um, that would plug into the wall, and phones. then you couldn't leave the wall. You had to talk next to this wall. You were tethered to the to, wall. Yeah. Tethered to the wall, and then you're talking to someone else who's most likely also tethered to the wall. So it's. It, you're, yeah, really, wall phones is what we didn't call them, but we might call them now. Looking back, <laughs> right? Wall phones. Yeah, wall phones. <laughs> we still have them in the classroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> for a big emergency, just reach for the wall phone. Like I can't move during this emergency from this wall. <laughs> Too bad it's not a portable phone. And then, Ugh. and then you got the cordless, but yeah. you could only stray so far away from the base because then you would start to cut out. Yeah, yeah. And some cordless phones had the. Uh, retractable uh, antenna. Yes. And, and right. <laughs> Looked like a boss. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well out of range. Da, 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 da. Not anymore. Oh, <laughs> let me extend my antenna real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a car phone. Did you all have, did your parents have like an early car phone? I know we Dude. did where it was basically like a landline just in your center console like you'd yes it had the little stretchy cord like and I, I i can never i still do not understand how that worked yeah my dad had a car phone uh in yeah. his truck in his pickup truck uh because yeah. at the time he was doing a job where he was like a sales representative for a, a floor covering company and he would drive out to job sites and he would need to be able to talk to whoever back at the office and so they bought him a car phone and mm. you're right it was like state it was like in the car like the phone yeah. clicked into a, a little headset thing or not headset, but handset thing in the console of the car. Yeah. It was the most, it was the weirdest thing. But again, like if you're going to call from the car phone, you had to stay in the car. You're it not, was corded. Yeah. Car. It was corded into the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we used to just be tethered to wherever we're trying to call from. You couldn't walk around. There's, there's pretty limited mobility. So hmm. yeah, people are, people are lucky. They don't know. The good stuff they have now. Yeah, they they don't they don't know how lucky they are. These kids. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, we even see we even see cell phones in this movie, which I thought was like, oh wow, that's that's some early cell phones in movies. I do we like do we see cell phones in, in this movie? I'm we trying to do. Remember. Yeah, Foster's making a call oh. uh, to Ursula in the station. Oh, that's um, right. I, when he's dancing yeah. outside. That's right. I, th- I think they're doing a little bit of phone communication. <laughs> yeah. Um, when they're trying to set up the whole drug bus that fails or the yeah showing off the drugs from the RV that aren't there. doesn't really matter. The plot of the movie is nonsensical. Yeah. We're not worried about the plot. We're <laughs> worried about the, the funny interactions. Yeah. And like we were talking about, yeah, I, I, I love, <laughs> I mean, how can you not love like all of a sudden, Again, kind of playing to the suspense trope. All of a sudden, they're after they're arguing about who owes who money. Like the police cruiser, right there, and I love how they show it. And it's in the rearview mirror. It's like you're saying, also, but you're yeah, and you're agreeing with me. But it is that point of view. This is what the guys would see. They'd look right in the rearview mirror, and that's where you see it reappear. Like you don't. I've looked a few times. You don't see it drive back at all. No. uh, But there's a few cutaways where they could have done that. Right. And that's what that's what you're supposed to assume is that these guys are kind of high. They're just laughing with each other. They're not paying attention. Right. And Thorny and Rabbit just quietly go circle back around, <laughs> which is so fucking funny. And then the flip on their lights. And the first thing the driver, guy number one, says to guy number two is, do I look high? And guy number two looks at him and just goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do. do I look high? Yeah. <laughs> but a panicked, yeah, like they, these guys are panicked. They, they, they are yeah. panicked, yeah. 
a real a real thing that happens like we were talking about a moment ago with like uh, their friends being pulled over and having to do the same thing so the whole next exchange is really rabbit and thorny understanding that these guys are high and they want to have an exchange that is not just they're not trying to scare them as much as they are trying to confuse them yes and trying to make them question their reality Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I think that is what makes all of this so funny is there's two ways you could go with this. You could try to like really just scare the shit out of these guys and like take them out of the car and slam them up against the car, put handcuffs on them and they'd really be freaking out. But they Mm -hmm. would understand that they are just in trouble. Instead, (laughs) they ask questions and give answers (laughs) that don't make logical sense and start to try to do things to make them question their own sanity, which I think is so funny. So the first exchange they have is, uh, is Thorny asks him, do you know how fast you were going? Mm -hmm. And what does driver number one say? Uh, 65. Thorny says, 63. 63. <laughs> right. Driver says, isn't the speed limit 65? And Thorny <laughs> says, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so brilliant. It's so hilarious because he's yeah. so confused and it's just perfect. <laughs> and, uh, and as this is happening, the camera cuts to guy number three in the back, our, our college kid that has eaten all the, all the drugs. Yeah, our hero. This our, is our hero, absolutely. <laughs> and he has a gut reaction that any of us would have if we had eaten all those drugs. Like eating all those drugs would hurt your stomach, right? Yeah. Like, it would hurt your stomach. And he <laughs> has like the... <laughs> <laughs> but but in this moment i think it's it's an interesting choice by thorny he doesn't ask guy three if he's okay he looks at the front seat guy right he looks at guy <laughs> right. one and maybe guy two and is like yeah, are you okay are you okay well they show they show he makes that sound and they cut to <laughs> rabbit who's on the other side of the car and it's just this great like just great comedic uh, body acting where Rabbit sort of just turns. And he just looks. kind of shifts back, yeah. <laughs> just sort of his whole body turns and looks at him, and we cut back to Thorny, and Thorny just turns his head and looks at him, and they both just turn back and look back at the driver. <laughs> I don't know the way that that is all the timing of all that, the way it's constructed, just makes me laugh every single time. Oh, <laughs> so that's yeah, when. So that's when Thorny asks, uh, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, to the, the driver, to the not driver, the backseat guy. Right. Not the guy who's the least okay. Right. So <laughs> they ignore the guy in the back who's clearly not okay. <laughs> and they ask guy number one, our driver, are you okay? And this is where we get the next great exchange where our driver says, yeah, sure. And Thorny <laughs> says, yes, sir. And the driver says, yes, sir. Thorny says, no. Did you say, yes, sir? And then Rabbit says, I think he said, yeah, sure. And this whole exchange is one hilarious. But the best part about it is after that exchange, our passenger, guy number two, with like a mild panic in his voice, turns to driver number one or guy number one and says, what did you say, man? (laughs) Well, I said, yeah, sure. (laughs) But 
But the, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I said, I mean, I said, yeah, sure, uh, sir. Yeah, sure. Yes, sir? Yes, sir. Now, did you say yes, sir? I think he said, yeah, sure. What'd you say, man? Well, I said, yeah, sure. But well, literally what I said was, yeah, sure, sir. So you are okay, then? Yes, sir. But the panic in in guy number two's voice is just great because it doesn't matter what he said. Like, no. it's inconsequential. But right. these cops have put together this scenario to make him panic over the silliest thing. I don't know. The whole that whole exchange is so hilarious. Oh, and some good camera techniques. Always appreciated. They oh, use yeah. some good rack focus from rabbit rack. to guy two. Rack. rack. Where you're probably using the focus that the driver is having where he's focusing on rabbit first. And then he's focusing on his buddy guy too, like right in his face. Like, what did you say? (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) So you are okay. Then he kind of goes, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's funny. That last yes, sir, that he gives is sort of blended and you can't tell if he actually says yes, sir. Or yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> yes sir <laughs> yes, yes sir that's right he, he kind of does that yes sir <laughs> yeah yes sir and then this scene ends perfectly when or this section of the scene ends perfectly when the our two characters in the front seat guy one and guy two they're they're reaching down to grab their uh license and registration and when they pop back up we see the troopers have gone and they look behind them and ramathorn and rabbit have already gotten back in the car and they're pulling away but instead (laughs) i love this so much instead of just pulling out into the highway like anyone normally would right they drive on the right side of the car on the right between the car and the guardrail it's so bizarre i love how bizarre it is so bizarre and they drive really slow and they both stare at the kids in the car as they're driving by and then pull off and it's it's just a small, such a small detail, but it's so funny because it, it just, again, their goal is not to scare them as much as it is to confuse them and why they would drive along the right side of the car like that <laughs> makes no sense. And it's so, it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Does he, I don't think he mentions in this first part, do you know why I pulled you over, right? Um, no, uh, that, that's, that's, in the that's next where I'm part. losing my thread a little bit as not writing down the dialogue. Right. But yeah, so that's going to come ask in, for li- in the next part. Yeah, right. He asked for license and registration here, but he didn't have a chance to see the registration because, like you said, they they weirdly pull off on the right side and and like the further shoulder <laughs> to just stare at them. They just give them this other stare. I love it. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. So they're still wearing the big aviators. They have the uniform on. You're still like, if you're watching this movie without any kind of knowledge of anything else, just walking in cold, you're like, is this, are the troopers just going to be, are they going to be like a bunch of marauding troopers just terrorizing all the, the, the drivers and like, yes, there are, uh, but not from the driver's perspective. Really? It it does switch. Like I said earlier. Okay. So, (laughs) The buildup of this is fantastic because you've broken this down into three sections. I think is mm-hmm. perfect because the the cops are messing with these kids, and every time it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So, right in the first part, they just pull up behind them, they scare them a little bit, but then they zoom by, right? So there's like the first scare. Right. Then they actually show up magically behind them, 
and come up and interact with them. And we have the whole yeah, sure, yes, sir thing. And then they inexplicably leave. So now in the third section, they're really going to mess with them. Oh, yeah. And this is where they bring it to like the the third level. Uh, so should we do it? Should we talk about part three here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's talk part three. Okay, so part three. So this is going to take us from minute five, 11 till the end of the scene, which is about six minutes and 55 seconds. All right, so uh, guy number two makes finger guns at the police cruiser as it drives away from the right side. <laughs> At which point the cruiser slams on the brakes, starts flashing its lights and ringing at its sirens, drives past the guy's still parked car in reverse at a very high rate of speed, slams on the brakes again, then pulls up behind the guy's car again. Lights flashing and sirens still blaring. Ramathorn, over the loudspeaker, tells guy one to pull the vehicle over. <laughs> guys object to this because they can't pull over any farther the sirens cease as ramathorn again walks up to the car and asks for their license and registration almost as if this was the first time he had done it he and guy number one talk about how fast the guys were going again guy number three is seriously freaking out man ramathorn asks them why he pulled them over they have the same conversation again <laughs> Uh, and then holds up a bag of grass and says, littering. Guy number one says the bag is not theirs, after which there's an exchange of everyone saying littering and, littering and. And Ramathorn finally says, smoking the reefer. He tells the boys that they're going to have to smoke the whole bag in front of the whole troopers. Before they can continue, a Miata driven by Mac. Mac! He is in disguise, zooms by, and Ramathorn turns to the camera and says... Mother of God. Mother of God. Before we cut back to the cruiser and the two troopers in the front seat and the three guys that are now in the cruiser's back seat. And they begin to chase the Miata. And that brings our scene to an end. Whew. All right. Nicely done. <clears throat> the first time that I ever saw this scene, I was rolling on the floor laughing. Like the whole buildup of this is hilarious. Every, every interaction with the troopers and the guys in the car, it just ramps up and ramps up and gets more silly and more silly. When they pull up along the right-hand side of the car, that cracks me up always. Right. And then the very first time I saw this, when they slam on their brakes, <laughs> flip on the lights, go in reverse, slam on the brakes again, and pull right, right back up behind the car <laughs> is so perfect and so funny. And the, the three guys inside the car have no idea what's going on, and their reaction right. is, is priceless. <laughs> Especially guy three. I mean, again, the hero of not just, I think, the three guys, but also just like acting wise. He's just doing so well. It's it's a great, great uh, long shot. I would say it's a good 11 second shot as the stunt driver <laughs> slams on the brakes after going reverse past them. Speeds like right up behind them, slams on the brake. And the whole time you're actually just looking at guy three's yes. face. Yes. Uh, Jeffrey Arend or Arend. And his reaction is perfect. Like, yeah, it's reasonable now that the drugs are starting their first major wave into his body. <laughs> He's just darting his eyes back and forth. He doesn't look back at all. Keep no, in mind. So all this no. is happening behind him. <laughs> his understanding of what is reality and what is hallucination has 
gotten completely blurred and he is yeah. absolutely terrified <laughs> and you can right. see it in his eyes. Yep. He plays it perfectly. And these guys and the troopers are playing on it for sure. When they, they just they play the greatest hits of what they just did like 30 seconds before. So also in the beginning of this part we get a great shift in a uh, guy number 2's demeanor, right? Guy mm-hmm. number 2 is super excited when the cops originally pull away. And he has that line where he's like, shit, I was just about to pull out my nine and bust a cap in that pig's ass. Yep. All super confident, super arrogant. And then you juxtapose that with when they're telling him to pull over and he is the most panicked guy in the car. Yeah. Saying he's already pulled over. I can't pull (laughs) over any farther. And that is a that is a line that I use with my friends all the time. I can't pull over any farther. <laughs> you can't pull over any farther. But let's be clear, they can pull over farther. They could pull over farther. That's true. Because there's enough room for a police cruiser to go on the right. Yeah. But he but, you know, he right. goes from being so arrogant to almost crying because he's so panicked. I think that's so perfect. We yeah, all we all knew that guy in college too, right? Yeah. That that same guy is gonna right panic and yeah, give everyone up if, if it comes down to that. He would be pointing the fingers like, it was him. <laughs> right, right. He swallowed all the drugs. Yeah, like they would they would give it up to the cops immediately if they had gotten picked up. <laughs> uh, so then they repeat the same shtick again. 65, 63. This, this time with the flashlight. I, I appreciate the changing up. He's... That's right. <laughs> Bringing a prop to it just to maybe make it more serious, make it more scary looking <laughs> and interrogative almost. Right, right. Uh, and right after they do that same exchange again about their speed, the kid, they, we quickly cut to guy number three in the back and he leans forward with like bits of weed, like sticking out of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. And he says in the most perfect line delivery, I'm freaking out, man. I'm freaking out, man. Because <laughs> for having me, it is, you're right, it is so good. It's that kind of like having a, a frame and like just something really funnily eating or entering that frame. I was, I was on your, gosh, on the subject of the Rumble in, a, in the Bronx episode. Yeah. You were talking about every scene a painting that YouTube channel. Oh yeah, that's a great channel. And, yeah, yeah. One of one of the I checked out the video on comedy just randomly, and one of the things they did mention uh, that Edgar Wright does so well mm. is having something kind of enter the you know comically enter the frame. Uh, just sometimes a hand will pop into the frame, offering Nicholas Angel a piece of cake, and like right. and like shakes it, and he's like no thank you you know then the hand has to comically exit the frame but like yeah same here the, the guy leaning forward saying i'm freaking out man but he doesn't seem like the most upset about it he seems like he, he's really just kind of on this ride and everybody's just part of the ride and he's the one experience i'm freaking out man you're totally right like <laughs> He's I not. laughed just because I'm watching it again. Like, like you said, just <laughs> stuff is hanging out his mouth. He yeah, it's gross. like he's wearing a Halloween mask of himself. His almost. eyes are all bugged out. But you're right. He's not. Uh, he's not panicked necessarily. Right. He's not like look. He doesn't look scared. But you're right. He's on. He's on the ride, <laughs> and there's no getting off right now. And I'm freaking out, man. And you that is are freaking out, you, man. You are freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. man. 
And so then we have the whole, um, the littering, littering end, littering end. Uh, And as that exchange begins, they again cut back to guy number three. And he just says inexplicably, candy bars. Candy bars. <laughs> yeah. Well, before they say, yeah, littering, he said, that's not ours. <laughs> that's not ours, officer. Candy bars. Candy bars. <laughs> I know I've said that before. I've said candy bars a few times. Candy bars. That's like another that. one that when I first saw the movie and they just cut to him. Like it's so perfect just to have some nonsense, like some nonsensical <laughs> word. It could be anything, but just to have right. it spout out. Some nonsensical thing. It's so perfect. <laughs> this is yeah, one of my brother's favorite lines from this movie. He will still say it. Littering end. The littering end. Littering oh, end. Me and my, my friends and I still say that to each other all the time. Yeah. Littering end. Smoking the reefer. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we see guy number three like looking at his hand. All the voices are echoing. Littering end. Littering end. Littering end. Guy three's ears are wiggling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's hearing uh, things. And then Ramathorn breaks it to them that we're going to watch you to teach you a lesson. We're going to make you smoke the whole bag. Now to teach you boys a lesson, Officer Rabbit and I are going to stand here while you three smoke the whole bag. Smoke the whole bag. And poor guy number three <laughs> says, please no. Please no. Because <laughs> that is the third bag that the guy wanted to eat. Right. He was like, no, right. can't eat that. <laughs> Please no. Please, please no. <laughs> please no. Like he's still aware enough to know that that is not okay. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <clears throat> oh. I just had to rewatch that. Please no. And he goes, and Ramathorn says, please yes. <laughs> <laughs> does he? <laughs> he does. I have the subtitles that. on so I can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please yes. Please Fuck yes. It. Please yes. And, and speaking of. Uh, Ramathorn and Rabbit, I think uh, here in this scene, they're really right establishing themselves as like these serious troopers, but also like you can tell, oh, they're doing this totally just to mess with these kids. Uh, so they have like that, <laughs> they have like that oh so envied position of like just having a good old time with your friends and just messing with people and being paid for it. Right. And it's k- kind of like we're, we're able to get away with sometimes as teachers just <laughs> right. not not to this degree but just definitely to like you know cracking wise sometimes and saying mac and dylan sometimes <laughs> out loud and it's like mac. Mac. Dylan. 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 Uh, dylan that's partly why i chose this scene i mean i think this is the the funniest welcome most well-constructed scene in this movie Mm-hmm. But it also does such a good job of just sort of setting the tone for what you're about to watch. Right. You know, when I f- first saw this movie way back when this scene ended and I was like, okay, I don't care what this movie is about. I don't care if, you know, the plot makes any sense. I am on board. I want to see these guys do funny stuff for the next 90 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's just a great way. If you're going to make a goofy silly comedy start off with a bang start off with something that's going to grab your audience and say here's what we're doing if you're on board stick around stick if around. not you should probably leave and this yeah. is what our movie is all about and i think you know for better or for worse super troopers is not a classic film in any sense but it's uh i mean it's a cult classic i suppose but i mean oh, it's, for sure it's um you know it's silly, but if you're if you're on board for it, it's so much fun. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It does start off with a bang. Um, I think this is our first opening scene that we've covered on the show. Yeah. Uh, last week was kind of close, but uh, 10, 10 and a half minutes of action had already passed by the time we introduced Ray and the force awakens. Mm. Uh, so this is really nice to yeah set the scene for the whole movie. And gosh, it's, it's just a real, <laughs> it's a real banger of a scene as the kids like to say, no, it is. Uh, it's, 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 it's a good one. It's a good one. I, I, laughed like yeah like i said throughout the whole movie but also just this scene just really really tickles uh, my sense of like the absurd and like someone trying to like people trying to navigate through an absurd situation mm-hmm. that's why i like the naked gun movies and airplane yeah is that you have just kind of like bizarre situations that like okay there's and there's wordplay and uh there's <laughs> Right, I think part of, a big part here is what makes it funny is you have these guys in these positions of authority, and they're just just messing. They're just messing around. They're, they're just they're bored, right? Like that right. was that was one of the things. So I read this um, I read this kind of oral history of Super Troopers article that I found from oh. Rolling Stone magazine. Did you happen to find that? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's pretty good, and uh, I think they did it like before the release of Super Troopers two. Um, and so it's just an article of the guys talking about the making of super troopers. And, and they said that that was kind of their inspiration is like, these guys are not necessarily bad cops. They're just right. bored. And what would a bunch of bored friends do in that situation? And that was sort of the catalyst for these characters. So right. this is uh, absolutely a funny scene. Do you have other scenes or lines or quotes from this movie that you come back to often not to put you on the spot here, but yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. Cause I, like I said, I did watch it over the last couple of days. <laughs> I'm just kind of frizzing through. I really like the, uh, the baseball scene where you have <laughs> the troopers and like the police officers, like Spurberry police, like in different stands. And the guy has a cotton candy and Oh my God, the cotton candy <laughs> scene, dude. How's the view from, no, what does he say? Is like I wrote it down when I messaged you. Uh, he hits him with the cotton candy. <laughs> says, "How's the view from Sugar Heaven, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many things. Like, I caught watching with the subtitles for the first time, right. including like the "Please, yes" and that cotton candy line. Well, that whole scene at the at the kids' little league game is so funny because it doesn't make any sense. Like it Mm -mm. doesn't need to be there. It doesn't move the story forward at all. It's just a chance to put all these characters in this one setting. And I love how they're all eating like, like lick of sticks, like those powdered things. (laughs) Exactly. They're all just eating a ton of candy. And that guy comes in with the, the giant cotton candy and the guy behind him gets all pissed off. And my favorite is he finally loses it. And he says, move that giant cotton candy. <laughs> the guy turns around, and just jams it in his face. Move that gigantic cotton candy. God damn it. How's the view from Sugar Heaven, bitch? <laughs> so there's so many like silly throwaway things like that in this movie. Like, so right after this opening scene, they go to the diner with the classic syrup chugging. Yes. Thing. But right after that, like that's the part people always remember. But right after that, they get into kind of a shouting match with the with the state police. And uh <laughs> so one one of the troopers throws the empty syrup bottle at the guy, and that empty syrup bottle just hits him in the head and it makes this perfect like empty plastic bottle sound on the side right. of his head, and he gets all pissed off, like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
the timing of it is just so funny. It's so, I don't know. <laughs> well, he throws the second one. Did you mention that? He throws the second one. Oh, that's right. He, he does says, sit down, one. Rando. And as he's sitting down, <laughs> he one. throws the second bottle at Another him. Another one flies <laughs> Oh, what the fuck? Ah! Hey, I saw that. Sit down, Rando. It's just little stuff like that. Like this movie is full of it. It's full of all these little throwaway gags, little one-liners. Like when uh, when Mac and what's Mac, his Mac. name get stuck in in the back of the semi, <laughs> right. and and Thorny rescues them, and he opens up the back door, and all you hear is is Mac say, "And that was the second time I got crabs." Right. And then Thorny steps up into the truck and sniffs and he goes, stinks like sex in here. Stinks like sex in here. <laughs> yeah. So many funny, funny little things. I don't know. Yeah, I, anyway. I feel like the actors of Broken Lizard like really inhabited these roles really well. Uh, you have Thorny, yeah. the leader, obviously like the writer and director of uh, this project. Uh, and he comes across as a really strong leader. You have... Uh, who is it? Eric Stolhansky as Rabbit, kind of the rookie. Yeah. Um, I think he does a really good job of kind of like the cool rookie, though, the one who blends in really well. Yeah. Like everyone uh, likes him. Yeah, exactly. Except for Farva. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Farva, right. Like you mentioned before, like we all had a Farva. Everyone's got a Farva. Everyone's got a Farva. So he takes he, everything he, too far. He doesn't understand the jokes. He's trying to make Rabbit the butt of the jokes, but he, like everybody knows he's the butt of the jokes. Right. Right. You have like uh, Paul Soder as Foster. He's kind of like the romantic guy. Um, he can be silly with everybody else, but like, yeah, he's also chasing the police officer. Yeah, he's got um, the little Ursula. romantic side story. Yeah, and of course Mac by Steve Lemmy, kind of like your. I you could Mac, you call him like your wild card. I would say he's definitely the wild card. Yeah, he's yeah. your Charlie Day. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, wild card. Wild card. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my other favorite, the scene I almost chose from this movie, but I think it's a little too short, is uh, when Farva goes to the burger joint. Um, oh my gosh! It's that's still a scene that I quote all the time. My fantasy football team one year was named Large Farva. Um, <laughs> I don't want a large Farva. <laughs> don't want a large. The first time I heard that, I I fell over laughing. Like the, that line delivery is so funny. Just order a large, comma Farva. I don't right. want a large Farva with no comma. <laughs> like it's so so funny. <laughs> what a goddamn liter of cola. Well, you just order a large Farva. I don't want a large Farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. And he flies over the the counter at the guy. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's, anyway that's, I, that's I will sit here and just too. replay line by line. Exactly. Scenes, but uh, there's a lot of them. Gosh, if I were to preview that scene, I would <clears throat> also say, I really like the interaction between Ramathorn and I was going to say Rodney and Farva. Yeah. Uh, just because like you do have a really, really brief, like the briefest of moments of them connecting before Farva just goes off the handle again, where he talks about like, I would just grow wheat or like I would put cars or I whatever, activate my car's wings and fly away. And like, right, right. Oh, they're, they're like connecting for the briefest of moments. Like you have a little bit of a, like an actual inner interaction, like, uh, like the rest of the guys would have with each other. Yeah. Um, but then Farva ruins it. 
Yeah, Farva Ruin. Well, they they put the lottery sticker over a hole they put in the cup, so the, <laughs> right. the leader cold of large Farva just started spraying all over him. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> burger punk! <laughs> Damn it, you burger punk! You son of a bitch! Oh, man. Well, um... That was fun. Thanks for breaking down that scene with me. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, Good choice. Should, yeah, thank you. Um, we can talk briefly about the year 2002. Yes. When this movie came out. So, that, like I said, this movie hit Sundance in 2001, but got a wide theatrical release in 2002, February, I believe. So, the highest grossing films of 2002, number one, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, almost a billion dollars that one grossed. Yep. A uh, lot of uh, big franchises here, followed by Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Spider-Man. Oh, I love that that first Spider-Man, probably probably my favorite superhero movie. Mm, wow. Um, Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. Not my favorite Star Wars. Surprised that was not number 1, but um <laughs> Number two is not number one. Yeah, number two, not number one. Uh, number five, Men in Black 2. Number six, we get James Bond with Die Another Day, followed by Signs, mm. Ice Age. My big the Ice Age is the Ice Age. I'm sure we made that joke in Predator Minute on 102. Most likely. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, <laughs> I coined a phrase. Uh, <laughs> Cone of phrase. Number nine was my big fat Greek wedding, and number ten was Minority Report. Mm-hmm. So a lot of big franchises in there with Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Spider Man, Star Wars, Men in Black, and Bond rounding out the top six. Um, yeah. Interesting, yeah, yeah. You have superhero movies. I would say still in their infancy of like where they are now for sure with that yeah. first Spider Man, but. Oh my gosh, I love that first Spider-Man. Love it so much. It's a good one. That first Spider-Man's a good one. And I don't even like uh, superhero movies that much, but that's that's one I do enjoy. Yeah, uh, but like you said, you had a Bond, you have kids' movies like Ice Age. It's the Ice Age. It's the Ice Age. You have right, your magic things like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Uh, so yeah, people going genre crazy. Yeah. Starting, starting around that time, I would say. Yeah. Lots of other good notable movies from this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ones that jump out to me, catch me if you can is one. I always, mm-hmm. I always, whenever that movie's on cable and I catch it, I always end up watching the rest of it. Um, let's see. Adaptation gangs in New York. <laughs> Double teamed. <laughs> Double team. I was going to say, uh, there's a lot on here that I saw, dude. Oh, that's another one. Did I had a copy of van Wilder on VHS oh. back in the day that used to just be in and out of our VCR. That's great. And in that one, he's in college, right? Yeah. 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 It's not good, but it's got <laughs> some funny parts. It's not good. <laughs> it's not. But that's like Ryan Reynolds' like big breakout. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gosh. What, what else there? Oh, Punch Drunk Love. That's a movie I really like. What? Uh, any jump out to you there? Yeah, uh, other than the top 10, because that's kind of like where I was at. Uh, anything else? Other than what you've named, Jackass really the movie. S- no, yeah, I mean that Blade Two. Yeah, Blade Two. Equilibrium. I really liked Equilibrium at mm. the time. Then when I try to revisit that one, it is it is not that good. It doesn't yeah, hold up. I don't. I don't think that's too bad. But it's it, at the time is a really cool Matrix E ripoff. Like if uh, you wanted to have that Matrix 
itch scratched. E- equilibrium did it, and that's also like Christian Bale's big. Um, oh. I think it's like his biggest movie to that date. Got it. A weird, weird year for movies. Actually, looking at this list, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, gosh, I think I think we've done it here. I think we've uh, given Super Troopers the the once over. We've uh, called it a chicken fucker and <laughs> and uh, put some soap in its coffee. So yeah, yeah. Um, should we move on to our recurring segment? Is it better than Predator? John, is it better than Predator? I think this is an easy one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think right now it's pretty easy to determine that, yeah, Predator is uh, right head and shoulders above this movie, in my opinion. Uh, but if you're needing a laugh, you're not watching Predator, you're sure. going to reach for this movie. Um, but Predator, right, just, just overall quality and acting and plot um succinctness i would say even for this movie which is <laughs> 99 minutes so it's eight minutes shorter than predator yeah. I, I would say there's some bits that feel a little bit extra long or the story dragging on you're like okay i saw all the sketches that were funny now it's like wrap it up let's wrap it up yeah. but they do i think they end it strongly with the whole reveal that oh they're they're really cops the cops you idiots <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole like third act with where they have to like have some sort of wrap up to the to the story to the mystery is always kind of silly um, yeah yeah but uh no predator wins predator is objectively a better movie um but like i said this uh segment this uh, recurring segment of our podcast is a tough <laughs> one because um why would you ever compare predator to super troopers um, yeah <laughs> i mean uh if you're wanting to <laughs> why laugh, yeah why <laughs> if you're wanting to laugh you would watch super troopers if you are wanting to watch uh blood and guts you would watch uh, the predator but but Predator is a better movie. I will I will admit that 100%. So Predator wins. Predator wins. Predator wins, but not on the laugh side. Sure, sure, sure. Although he does Shane, say stick around and knock, knock. Yeah, Shane Black has a vagina joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why'd you say that twice? <laughs> you see, because it's so big. <laughs> right. Because of the echo. Because of the echo. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, All right. nice. That was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard it a lot during uh, right. the editing. So, <laughs> John, uh, what do you have to recommend this week? Gosh, our, our next recommend from the files of John's favorite movies <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's uh, Gus's Mighty Mighty Construction Site. Oh. Uh, with added button sounds nice, they have nice. like the wheel <laughs> this is better than a soundboard yeah have, uh, yeah the yay. yay love it <laughs> that's you great. have the uh cement pouring out of the cement mixer oh that sounds like a bong that's good for this movie <laughs> yeah. wow it really does yeah, we'll just isolate that uh you have the horn nice and then you have what's supposed to be, I think, a sleeping moon. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like sex in here. Stinks like sex in here. <laughs> Indeed. That yay uh, is the best. You, you just keep that on right next to the mic. You can hit that button whenever you feel like it. Yay! <laughs> well, I have a feeling our listeners will be saying yay! <laughs> when they've heard my choice. Mm. Um 
I'm going to an all-time classic for myself. Uh, I'm going looking at oh, a scene wait, wait, wait. Takes- did we we were doing recommends, weren't we? Oh, wait. No, no, no. Wait, do we do recommends and then we do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we okay, do recommends good. and then we, I think the last thing we do is reveal the next movie. Okay. Sorry. Did I I must have heard you say recommend next movie when you were saying say recommend. Uh, oh, recommend. sorry. Cut all that out. Edit. I, I, I think what I'm doing is I'm like laser focused on the notes where it says next scene question mark. Oh, and like it. everything you're saying is just kind of setting me up for that. <laughs> and it's hey, not. If, if you want to reveal the next scene, that's fine. Whatever you want to do. Sure. So it's this movie called Super Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the oh, No, okay. Uh, yeah, let's talk recommend. So, did you want me to go first, or did you say I should go first? Sorry, I, I asked you. <laughs> so, oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> so back up, back up in time. I said, so John, what do you have to recommend for us this week? Oh, That's I'm glad you asked that recurring segment question because <laughs> I sometimes am confused. <laughs> Five episodes in, I'm still confused by our format. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll just, I'll recommend something that's fairly popular these days, and that is the cap, or I messed that up. Uh, I'm going to recommend something that's fairly popular these days, and that is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney ah. Plus series, a very limited series. I think there's, gosh, I think there's only one episode left, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, I think five episodes have come out, and there's only six episodes total. Uh, this season, hopefully there's a season two uh, because I am really enjoying it. It's uh, following Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier or the ex-Winter Soldier and <laughs> I was going to say Anthony Mackie uh, and <laughs> Sam Wilson, played by played by Anthony Mackie um, the Falcon uh, two Marvel superhero characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe now inhabiting their own that's the second time I've used inhabiting Um, it's a school teacher in me I guess going live saying bigger words inhabiting that's four syllables I've heard good Um, things about this show yeah I think it's a solid show Um, it's definitely more Marvel than I would say WandaVision WandaVision I thought was a wonderful like mystery that Mm. played out over the course of eight episodes where for the first three episodes I believe you just didn't know anything that was going on you had no clue uh, then they started revealing bits and pieces of what was actually going on hmm. and then by the end they were definitely marveling it up uh, which at this point in time like I'm not really the biggest fan of them marveling it up like just throwing each other into things like that's that's pretty boring hmm. uh, but I feel like the cap I said it again but I feel like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier breaks away from that enough to give you these good characters developing uh, and their bonds developing uh, between Anthony Mac. I said it again. Between <laughs> Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Uh, the Falcon, and Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, as they're trying to track down uh, super, track super soldiers um, who were genetically engineered by this super soldier serum. Oh. And that's kind of like the bigger overarching plot of this um the littler things like how they interact how they talk to each other um how they work together especially in the i guess the penultimate episode episode five um i thought it highlighted really well uh their interactions and their living in this shadow of this legacy of the original captain america played by chris evans who's no longer captain america and the show goes into that um i think one of the breakout stars is Wyatt Russell, 
uh, Kurt Russell's son. Oh yeah, awesome. Um, who, yeah, who plays what's his name, John Walker, in the series as the replacement Captain America, and he does an awesome job. He, he really shows off the range in just these few episodes that he's in. And yeah, it, it, again, I'm really liking them breaking away from the normal like Marvel action, Marvel action, Marvel action to really give us some uh, character development, which movies don't always have the time to do and they uh, the tv show does have that time hmm. so so check out what is it falcon and the winter soldier on disney plus <laughs> <laughs> uh for my recommend this week i'm going to jump over to netflix and i'm mm. going to recommend a movie another comedy on there that i watched recently starring eric andre who you might know as a mm. comedian um he had a, the Eric Andre show on yes. Adult Swim, which is a very absurdist comedy. He made a movie uh, on Netflix that I think is hilarious and brilliant, um, and it's called Bad Trip. Um, huh. Have you watched this, John? I have not watched this, Jeff. So, <laughs> so Bad Trip is uh, really amazingly put together. It's it's real pranks. It's like a movie full of actual pranks that they pull out in the real world on unsuspecting people okay but it's also woven into an actual movie with a storyline whoa and th- that it, it's as great as crazy as that sounds it's even crazier to watch and the way they kind of formulate it and put it together is kind of brilliant and also hilarious um and it's a it's a quick watch i think it's like 80 or 90 minutes uh and it's super funny um and uh totally worth watching so check out bad trip it's on netflix uh i really had a blast with it i watched it my wife and i uh my wife and my i wife. watched it with uh my sister and her husband while we were on vacation recently and uh, we all had a blast with it so um yeah check out bad trip on netflix awesome Okay, no, sounds good. I, li- I like how, yeah, he's being inventive uh, in the movies too, Eric Andre. Yeah, um, it's like yeah. if he took some jackass segments but like worked it into the nar- like a narrative <laughs> story. That is bizarre. I can't yeah. even wrap my head around that. I know. It sounds like that doesn't, it isn't possible, but the way they do it, you just have to see it to believe it. It's, it's pretty amazing. Okay, have yeah. to check that out. Bad Trip, Netflix. Bad Trip, yep. All right, John. Now, here's your moment. <laughs> it's your time to shine. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we reveal what our next scene is for our next episode. And I have no idea what John is about to choose. Do you have an inkling? Because I put the time code up there for next scene next to the question mark. Does that help? Oh, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Now I want to look at it and try to okay. guess. I'll tell you, this scene takes place from an hour in 11 minutes and 17 seconds to an hour and 16 minutes and 51 seconds. Oh God. I, I don't know. <laughs> that could be anything. <laughs> Let me reach to the soundboard for a clue. No. Okay. That, that clue doesn't really tie into this at all. They don't have the appropriate sound. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll give you a couple more clues. Okay. It stars two guys. The scene does who are in the movie related. And during the scene, they're not wearing pants, but we don't know that. <laughs> they're related. The characters are related. Yes. And they're not wearing pants. 
But we don't know that. But we don't know that. We we don't really ever know that in the movie. But we know now. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Are you are you freaking out, man? I'm freaking out, man. <laughs> Candy <Wow>. bars. <laughs> Candy bars. You're gonna have to tell me. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So pull back the curtain. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the Zeppelin scene. Where Indy and his dad, Henry Jones Sr., have their father-son chat on the Zeppelin while they're trying to escape Germany, but not quite being so successful. We're about to complete a great quest. The Holy Grail, Dr. Jones. Oh, rats. (laughs) This is it. Look, the shield is the second marker. We found it. Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Dad? Junior? Don't call me that, please. Follow me! I know the way! A race across three continents. And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. The homeland of the enemy. Nazis. I hate these guys. Our situation has not improved. It is search for the Holy Grail. How dare you kiss me? Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them! Where's my father? In the belly of that steel beast. Dad! Junior! You call this archaeology? The quest for the grail is not archaeology. It's a race against evil. Germany has declared war on the Jones boys. Those people are trying to kill us. I know, Dad! It's a new experience for me happens to me all the time. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Have the adventure of your life keeping up with the Joneses. Is this when they're in the, the little prop plane together? Is that what you mean when you say the Zeppelin? No, 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 no. The Zeppelin is like the actual blimp, the airship, the yes. dirigible. Okay, the blimp scene. Got it. This scene ends, well, I'll just say it begins with them boarding the Zeppelin and ends with them leaving the Zeppelin via the the red airplane. That's right. Nice choice. Yeah, and it just so happened to be at that sweet spot of like five and a half minutes. We're like right there every time somehow with like five and a half to six minutes. That's pretty crazy. Oh, good choice. Uh, The Last Crusade is near and dear to my heart. That is probably, of the three indie movies, that's the one I've seen the most probably. Um, I feel like it's the most family friendly in a way, and so we'd watched it a lot in our house growing up. Oh, absolutely. I could definitely talk about this this is another one i watched for some reason yeah, i think it's like you were mentioning before with the super troopers home yeah. video and like home videos really blowing up in those early 2000s yeah this is one of the first movies i had to buy on dvd mm. um so i was watching this all the time in those college days and that first spider-man like i talked about yeah uh dodgeball some super troopers some <laughs> office space <laughs> uh but yeah talking this is one of my this is one of my top five this is one of my yeah, the Zabriskie Five, we call them, or uh, nobody calls but me. I love it. 
<laughs> I love it. A uh, great choice and great scene. And uh, I had not remembered that it was that far into the movie that, that that scene happens. So I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's part of this huge chasing where they're escaping the castle right. then on the motorcycle. Right. Right. And they go have the Bible or the, not the Bible. They have the, the grail diary signed by Hitler. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I have that right. And then they board the blimp. Yeah. And then the chase continues when they hop on the plane and, Anyway, but we're going to talk all about that Zeppelin scene, but awesome. really starring Sean Connery and Harrison Ford. And, and a big reason I chose that dude. was listening to the dude, dude, uh, the We Hate Movies podcast that I listen to religiously mm-hmm. uh, has been covering all Sean Connery movies this month. Oh, nice. His recent passing. Mm. Uh, did they? Is that on their Patreon or is that on their main feed? Uh, that is on both. It's on okay. their Patreon, and so on their Patreon, they're reviewing Goldfinger as a We Love Movies episode. Nice. Uh, and then in the We Hate Movies feed, so far they've done Zardoz, Zardoz, oh, and they've done okay. Highlander, and they have covered You Only Live Twice, and so I think that means one more Sean Connery movie. Got uh, it. Up. I think I saw Zardoz. Uh, on there and I was like why are they doing Zardoz and I didn't put it together that was Sean Connery was in that because then they had that Bond movie so um, Mm -hmm. yeah okay awesome anyway uh, Last Crusade I'm excited Uh, I have a lot to say about that movie I watched it a lot growing up awesome yes same (laughs) all right okay I think we've done it yeah we've done it we've we've, uh, talked super troopers we've uh, eaten the whole bag in front of the (laughs) troopers <laughs> we've learned our lesson yeah hopefully. we're not gonna litter anymore hopefully no more littering yeah we're gonna order yeah. a large farva <laughs> don't want a large farva <laughs> want a liter cola okay okay but for okay, i guess we'll wrap it up good yep. call so for all things seen it all with jeff and john i've been john zabriskie and i am jeff glover and until next time stick around stick around stick around stick around I don't want a large Farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. Well, you just order a large Farva. I don't want a large Farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. <laughs> please no. Please, please no. Please no. Get it? I I, I might have to. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was saying I'm. Oh, what's he say? I'm Rod Farva. You're. Uh, <laughs> I'm you're, Rod Farva. You're Ramathorn. Whatever. <laughs> You're Arcot Ramathorn. Yeah. Car Ramrod. Say it. Say it. Car Ramrod. Say Car Ramrod. Oh, <laughs> oh, forgot. I wrote it down on the thing. <laughs> you want to scene? Yeah, you want to scene? Like when the Xenomorph took out Harry Dean. You want to scene? Yeah, you want to scene? Like when Bobby D says, You're talking to me. You can go to the diner for a meal with Meg. You can yell at your class, stab yourself in the leg. You can upgrade your boat for when sharks attack. And you can be like Arnold, tell him I'll be back. You wanna see, yeah, you wanna see, like when the xenomorph took out Harry Dean. You wanna see, yeah, you wanna see, like when Bobby D says you're talking to me. Jeff and John talk scenes and quotes. Jeff improvises while John takes notes. From Mozambique to Montreal, you can join in the chat. 
cat on scene at all. You wanna see, yeah, you wanna see, like when the xenomorph took out Harry Dean. You wanna see, yeah, you wanna see, like when Bobby D says, you're talking to me. Seen it all with Jeff and John.